When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks postgame show powered by ComEd. It's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at ComEd.com slash clean. Thanks for being here. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson. Mario Tirabasi is at the United Center and will join us after Luke Richardson and the victorious Chicago Blackhawks play. The Hawks win in the shootout 2-1, to one, a nine-round shootout and Buddy, it was ugly, but a win is a win is a win is a win, and the Blackhawks will take it. Sure. Um, <laughs> man, you were, like, sitting here with Mario, and we were talking to our, our guy, Sean Anderson, from CH Joe White Sox, uh, in between morning skate and the game. And he was just like, oh, man, Sharks and, and Blackhawks, like, you know, two worst teams in the league, like, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, it's going to be bad hockey. Yes. I just want it to be fun bad. I wanted like a 6-5 crazy game. Like, I wouldn't mind a shootout if it was like everybody was scoring. Right. Instead, we got the exact opposite. We got boring, <laughs> bad, sloppy, maybe the worst shootout I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it was not good. Um, but you're right. It is uh, two points. You'll take it. Sure. Uh, you would have hoped... You didn't need a nine-round shootout to beat a San Jose Shark team that got its ass handed to him. Here's your ass. By the Buffalo Sabres yesterday, 3 Tomorrow's nothing. opponent. Yeah. But whatever. They won. <sighs> Thankfully, they only have to play the Sharks two more times this year. Oh, God. Because that, that, was, <laughs> that was bad. That was, I mean, start to finish, bad. You got dominated by the worst team in hockey. They followed the script. Score the first goal. Yes. Play okay to start the second period, but as the period goes on, you start losing momentum and then get your dominated in the third period. That has been the MO of this team. This was the third straight game they took a one nothing lead into the, fir- into the third period. And the first time they won, and they barely, barely won. won. And the barely San Jose won. Sharks were 126-1 this season after when trailing after two periods and almost got that sec. Probably should have got that second win. Couple posts, a crossbar. Peter Morazic, great again. When's that two-year extension going to yeah. get announced? I, uh, it feels like soon. Uh, we'll get to that a little bit later. I definitely want to talk about that. We're going to talk about Jason Dickinson's extension as well. Uh, but first, we want you to do a couple things for us. Smash that like button for us on the YouTube page. Make sure you are following uh, and subscribe to our YouTube page as well. Same deal on whatever your favorite podcast app is. And if you could take 30 seconds to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, that would be greatly appreciated. You also need to vote for the game's four stars. We do every game. Here were your three stars of the game. Cole Gutman had a goal in a fight. He was an assist away from a Gordie Howe hat trick. You have to score two goals in order to get a Gordie Howe hat trick. I guess so. Your team has to, and that's just not on the menu these days. Nope. Uh, Boris Kachuk with the shootout winner. And Peter Morazic, your number one star, stopping 37 of 38 San Jose shots. So here are your fourth star candidates. Philip Kurashev with four shots on goal, six shot attempts. He was playing like a man possessed in this game. Uh, the numbers don't really represent it, but from the moment the puck dropped until the moment the game ended, Philip Kurashev was the most engaged and active Blackhawk by a significant margin. I yeah. liked his game a lot tonight. No, he was very aggressive out there, especially on that. Overtime power play. I mean, he's the one who got the drew the penalty in the first place. Uh, good game for for Philip Kershev. He keeps, you know, even without Connor Bedard on his line, he's still looking good. Yeah, I think we have our answer on Kershev. I yeah. think he's a he's a dude. Yeah, he he's could, a dude he that could, matters. He could stick around. He'll be very effective on this team when 
Yep. All the guys who are going to be here are here and contributing. He'll be a great bottom six forward. <laughs> yeah. uh, your second candidate for four-star of the game, Alex Vlasic, uh, the winner of the Vlasic Bowl, 27-21 of ice time, a shot on goal, two shot attempts, a block shot, and saved a goal in the second period. There was a sequence where the Sharks had two quick shots on goal. Mrazic stopped both, and then a rebound popped right out in front. Vlasic very calmly put his stick right in the lane, blocked the shot. The shot went off the post, and the Hawks lived to fight another day. Uh, Mrazic was absolutely fantastic. He was the, as we go to the blue lines after every game, he was the highest-rated skater in the entire game. Then you have to go 16 Sharks before you get to a Hawk yeah. on the blue lines. Th this team, this Blackhawks team, was dominated by the worst team in hockey. And look, I know that Bedard's out. I know Foligno's out. I know you lost Nikita Zaitsev for the third period. This team is not healthy. But that Sharks team, I would say 80% of the roster, I had to be like, who is this? I've never heard of this guy. I've never heard oh, of this no, guy. Yeah. I've never the, heard of this the, guy. The Sharks have a roster made up of made-up dudes. Yeah. Like, I, like, I knew William Eklund. Only because I wrote a draft profile on him a couple years ago. I wanted the Hawks <laughs> to get him. Yes. Uh, I've obviously heard of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Hurdle. Yep. Um, Stud. I Philip Zadina because he's a draft bust, apparently. Sure. Uh, I know, obviously, Mark Edward Vlasic, uh, the lesser of the Vlasic. The lesser of Vlasic, my friend. Um, I know. I've remembered when I got there that Jan Ruda had, is playing on this team. Obviously, and I've score Ryan Carpenter. Yes. Blackhawks legend. Yep. Um, Mike Hoffman, I forgot, was on a shark. Pudwack. Um, he is a he is a su suspected Pudwack. Rumored Pudwack. If you if you let your uh, your your partner do what she did, you're a Pudwack. <laughs> that needs a name too, like spouse of Pudwack. What's a female Pudwack? Let us I'm know not what saying it on the air. <laughs> <laughs> a pusswack. That could be it. I don't know. Uh, Somebody let us know what the non-problematic female version of a pudwack is. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> well, you know, there's, there's, there's a four-letter word you could use, but we won't use we it. We won't on this. use that we are not broad, We are not broadcasting live from Ireland tonight. <laughs> um, yeah, That'd Hoffman, uh, no, he was it on Mikel yeah. Granlin I've heard of, but sure. yeah, like 10 of those guys. I Like tonight was the, the night that I used the event summary score sheet all night long. Like, who's that? Who's that? <laughs> the Sharks roster is, if you were to go through, like, Elliot Freeman's tweet and, like, search and it's, like, putting, quotes, waivers, it's, like, a list of guys yeah. who have been on waivers. It's, like... And then we get talks and say, hey, why not pick up Mike Hoffman? Eh. That's their entire roster aside it's, from uh, Philip Earl, or Thomas Earl. It's that scene from Major League where they're looking at the <laughs> roster in the... In the uh, yeah, in the in the newspaper. Who are these fucking dead. guys? <laughs> we'll cross them off. Then. Yeah, anyway, they're, they're look, a bad team. Oh, we, we forgot Anthony Duclair, Blackhawks. Another Blackhawks legend. Yeah, he didn't. Did he? Not, he didn't play though. Did he? No, he didn't. I don't recall seeing him once. He is the best shark by. Yeah, he well, did not him play Hurdle. tonight. That's why yeah. they won. Um, or Thomas Ertl. So there you go. There's your equalizer. But yeah, it was just uh, boy, it was bad. It was a tough game to watch. Even like bad, from bad, bad, bad. puck drop. It felt like in terms of the, because it was a lower, smaller crowd, about 16,000-ish, give or take, in this one, and it had the feel of an early 2000s Hawks game where people are like, yeah, I won tickets on a radio station, so I might as well show up. Like, there was just not a lot of buzz. It was very quiet, very early in, and it was, uh, look, I'm glad it's over, but it's what we said to Nick Foligno yesterday. Like, you get the Hawks have this knack of coming up against these teams that they're expecting expected to beat and they don't play well they should not be expected to beat anybody that's right they should not be they i mean have, they have not earned that right maybe early in the season when you had this team healthy and you had bedard and taylor hall and anthony cu and felino and even you know our former pudwack like when you had that lineup and that like if you played this sharks team in october then you'd be like yeah the hawks should kick their ass yeah but right. now yeah. no you should not expect this team to win a game for the rest of the season. 
All right. Make sure you keep joining us after shows, though. You could, um, you could never be disappointed that No, way. you're right. Did we mention Seth Jones is the third candidate for star of the game? I don't think we did. And his 11-shot um, attempts. He had 11-shot attempts. That's and, why he played, played almost played 30 almost minutes. played almost 30 minutes, so um, that's why. But I will say, not a great game for him. There were some pucks fumbled. There were some turnovers. He almost put the puck in his own net in overtime. But when you have 11-shot attempts on this team, you're going to get applauded just for putting the I puck mean, on net. I mean, it pretty much was like... Here's a peek behind the curtain. Oh, we got to do four-star. All right. Kershev had a good game. Vlasic was very good. And then we looked at the stats and we're like, I guess Seth Jones, 11 <laughs> shot attempts, 29 yeah. minutes. I mean, nobody else on this list can come close to those stats. No. Uh, yeah, it, w- it was pretty ugly. It was just, I, like you said, I was hoping for mayhem. Fun and bad. High score. Like you said, fun yeah. Fun bad. Exactly. That was not fun bad. That was bad bad. Yeah, it was, it was not Painful good. Painful bad. Oh, boy. Sean Cassidy with the comments, Zadina equals Reichel. Reichel, you had a power play in overtime, and it took 90 seconds of a two-minute power play to get Reichel on the ice during that power play. And you said it during the game. We've mentioned how he's been unnoticeable, like non-factor one way or the other. Tonight he was a factor in a bad way. Reichel had a bad game today. He was a negative effect on the game tonight. Lots of fumbled passes, lots of falling down, lots of missing shots. Uh, whiffing, not a good game, not a good game. Like, uh, I it's just it, it like this was the time where we were hoping Connor Bedard's out, Lucas Reckle. This is your chance. Be the guy. Yeah, he's not even a guy. He, look, <laughs> it, it's. I'm trying not to. It's hard to not like. Re- we have to do this show f- five. We get to do this show five days a week. I should be more clear. We have to come on yes. after every game, and react and try to be level headed and objective. But he has had no impact since Bedard's gone down. No. What does he have? One assist since Bedard's gone down. He's just he he can't be nothing. He can't be nothing, and that's what he is out there, and. We keep making excuses. He's not even through one NHL season, which is true. He's, you know, guys take time. Progress isn't linear. Yada, yada, yada. But he's getting the opportunity. And then he's giving the opportunity back because he's making poor plays. He's turning it over. He's making no-look passes to no one or the other team. And Luke Richardson's going to look at him and be like, dude, I can't. You, You are forcing me to take you off the ice. Yeah. It's obvious that Luke Richardson is not a fan of Lucas Reichel. He won't say it. He won't. He can't really do anything but play him right now. Here it is again. We say this every night, non-factor. Zero points, minus one, 13.54, two shot attempts. That's his entire line. That's his entire line. He is supposed to be your biggest offensive threat. He's the one... That's supposed to be looking like Philip Kurashev every night. Shot out of a cannon. And again, we say it all the time. If he ends a game with three shots and five shot attempts and he's just not having the luck, fine. But my God, he is a non-factor and that's what scares me. Because young players, you know, the, the, the scoring will come. You know, those sort of things will come. Or you'll have one good game and two bad games or whatever the roller coaster might be. With Reichel, it's been flatline or down. And he There's been no arrow up for him yet. And he didn't even go to the fourth round of the shootout. Yeah. We thank God that he put that Luke put Rem Pitlick, our guy Remington, out there for the third shot because <laughs> he kept that game alive. If Reichel goes out for the third shot, they don't win. Yeah. Because he didn't score. He didn't even like just kind of like oh, I'm just gonna shoot right at you and hope you miss it. It's tough. There's it, no it, confidence there. It's bad. I'm not, you know, I know people have been declaring him a bust since October. I'm not in that. I'm not there yet. I'm not ready to call him a bust yet. No. I am calling him a major freaking disappointment right now. Absolutely. coming from the guy that declared he's going to lead this team in points. Yeah. And that was not an absurd thought. When he was playing on his point-per-game pace at the end of the season last year. Uh, But, you know... I just think it's there's no confidence there, and I don't know how he's going to get it. But he doesn't do anything. You know, I get a lot of P 
people on on Twitter when I when I put the uh, uh, lines out for morning skater practice. I get people. How is Lucas Reichel going to do anything playing on the bottom six? First of all, right now, there is no top six, bottom six on this team. If you're playing well, you're going to play more. Second of all, he got time to play with Connor Bedard and did nothing, nothing. with it. Nothing. So I don't know what the solution is here, but you just got to ride it out and play it and hope at some point something clicks that makes him go on a, on a little streak for four or five games where he actually looks like the player we saw last year. I saw, I saw, I'll take that. Like if I could get that in back to back games, that's it. I'd be he, I'd be baby steps. Ha- so happy. I saw someone mention it uh, in the chat, like playing with Kurashev. But again, how can how can Luke Richardson reward Reichel? How can he look at him and say, like, "All right, you're getting promoted. You're going to play with a better player." He's done nothing to earn it. And I'm rooting my ass, like, you sit next to me <laughs> the, the whole game. I'm like, come on, Reichel. I say it all the time I the want him to succeed. I do, too, and I said, I like, think he's a good kid. <laughs> I've yeah. covered him in Rockford when he first got there. I, I Obviously, everybody should be, anybody who's a Blackhawk fan should be cheering for him to succeed. I know you're frustrated, but to just be, like, you know, you should be happy if when if and when he does good yeah. you should need that because if Reichel becomes the player that the Blackhawks are hoping is that just that's one less spot you have to fill for the next 10 years but right now it's looking like well let's hope that first round pick next year can this year can slide right in and take that spot yeah a uh, geoist with a solid argument to what we're saying he says it's not about rewarding it's about putting players in the best position to succeed and i agree with that generally but he was put in positions to succeed and did nothing with it, didn't compete hard enough in the eyes of the coaching staff, and then was demoted and hasn't done anything to re-earn the He's opportunity. playing with Cole Gutman, who's been one of the best offensive players on this team did for the last Did you see that between-the-legs snipe today, my yeah. friend? The, the, as I tweeted out, I said, the old between-the-legs <laughs> off the defenseman skate goal works every time. Yeah, yeah. But Cole Gutman's been one of the most aggressive, effective offensive players. I agree. He and keeps and he's simple. playing on that line. Yep. So you can argue that he is being put in a position to succeed because he's playing with a guy that is going to shoot the puck every time he gets a chance. Go to the net, stop in front of the net, get a rebound. Score a greasy goal. That's it. That's all you got to do. And, and like, at some point, you got to create your own confidence. You have to create your own luck. Um, but I said, to, like, I'm always, I'm always, like, hoping that it's going to change with Reichel. I said to you, Remember that time he got boarded in the San Jose game and it totally turned the season around? Or before, as Remember he was skating for the shootout, shot? That Remember shootout? that shootout goal that totally turned the season around? Just waiting for it to happen, waiting for that moment to yeah. come, and it just is not coming for him. And look, I know no one's more frustrated about this than Lucas Reichel. You can see it out there. You're, we're, I think we're finally starting to see the body language from him of like, Look into the sky, you know, like there was a chance he had right in front of the net to score and his stick got lifted. And like, I can almost like hear his heartbreak because it was right there. He was in the right spot. He was ready to shoot. And right as he went to pull the trigger, his shot got lifted. And he was just like, oh, come on. I was, I did everything right on this play. It's a, and I get nothing to show it's for a, it. It's a synopsis of his season, unfortunately. Yeah, it's and it's very, very frustrating. When, it, when it's bad, it's bad. When it's not your year, it's not your year. I said that about Taylor Radish, another guy who's been a major disappointment. Um, you know, the other night against Dallas when he had that wide open net and then old man Ryan Suter came out of nowhere to block <laughs> it. And it's like, when it's not your season, it's just not your season. Yeah. And it's not either of those guys' seasons. All right, before we talk to Mario, uh, I'm sure you've seen the news today. Two-year extension for Jason Dickinson, uh, well-earned. And this is very much like the Felino thing where these guys are here to fill in the gaps, uh, you know, while this team, while the prospects get NHL ready. Uh, $4.25 million cap hit for the next two seasons. So congrats to him. And then before the game... Everyone's favorite insider, Kevin Weeks, uh, not from a bathroom or anywhere this time, but uh, sent out a tweet saying, Peter Mrazek has been very consistent this year in goal for the Blackhawks. He loves being there, has been a good fit, enjoys working with goalie coach Jimmy Waite. There's mutual interest with him and the club exploring a deal to stay in Chicago. 
I think that this is the next two, three days pass, maybe a week passes, and they're going to announce an extension for Peter Mrazek too. I, you I did it with Felino. You did yeah. it with Dickinson. It just it makes all the sense in the world. Bridge to Camesso. Yeah, and and like uh, Nick Felino told us yesterday, and if you missed yesterday's show, a full hour of Nick Felino. Go back and listen. It was great. Such good stuff. It wasn't all hockey minutia. It was, we had some fun with him too. Really good stuff. But he says, like, solidifying these guys where guys know they're secure and they're not like, am I going to be here next year? Am I going to be traded at the deadline? They know they're secure. They're locked in. And it sort of changes the the tone of the room a little bit where they know their leader, Nick Felino, is here. Dickinson's emerge as a more of a lead-by-example kind of guy. And Mrazek has been nothing but a model citizen and a model teammate since coming to Chicago. The only concern, of course, is his groin. It hasn't been a problem this year. It is not. Uh, the best thing about Dickinson, we talked to him this morning after morning skate, and uh, he said that he wished he could have signed a longer extension because he sees what's coming and he wants to be a part of it. Like He said, don't be surprised if we're standing here two years from now talking about another extension because I want to be a part of this. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be just the building block. I want to be and see it play out. And to get guys like Nick Felino and Jason Dickinson, who could have very easily walked up to Kyle Davis and said, trade me to a contender. I don't want to be here anymore. Trade me right effing now. I, trade me to a team that's, that's going to be uh, you know, in the playoffs. Especially a guy like Felino Coming to the end of his career, yeah. hasn't won a cup. Thought maybe last year was going to be that year. But for those two guys to be like, no, I want to stay. That just, that that tells you a lot. And yeah, sure, you could argue, well, the Blackhawks are overpaying for him. Of course they want to stay. Money isn't everything to a guy like Nick Foligno. Right. Nick Foligno, I'm sure, <laughs> would, would love to win a Stanley Cup. But he thinks it's more important to be a part of something that's leading into that direction. Um and so it's, I know a lot of people were, you know, oh, maybe if Dickinson keeps playing, we get a first rounder for him. It's not, no one's giving you a first rounder for Dickinson. And like, but how many freaking draft picks do you need? You have 13 picks in the next two for, in the next two drafts in the first yeah. three rounds. Like at some point you're going to literally run out of space. You're only allowed to have 90 players in your organization. They're <laughs> at 75. Yeah. And like and event, you can't make all well, these picks. And Kyle have. Davidson sort of said as much when he met the media the other day, when I injured myself holding my phone, um, he said like all these contracts are going to come due around the same time. And we're going to have too many dudes. Like you can't have too many dudes. Right. I, I'd be very surprised if there's not a couple deals made at this draft, either for players or f to, like, move up in the draft yeah. with some of the surplus they have. Or if they just trade out, you know, maybe they trade up a couple spots to, or, to, or trade back a couple spots to get another pick for next year like or last something. year I said there was no way they were going to make online draft picks, and they did. I know. It's, there's no way they crazy. can do that these next couple of years. It's just too many guys yeah that cause it's going to cause problems um but you know so yeah i'm glad dickinson's back and you know the things he said this morning it, it makes you feel it makes you feel real good like that a guy at that age having a career year doesn't want to go someplace else wants to stay here and it shows you that he believes in what luke what kyle davidson's doing and he sees the coach and says, this guy knows what he's doing, too. This coach is legit. If, if Luke Richardson was a disaster, if, like, Luke did not know what was going on, these guys would be – they'd all be gone. Felino would be like, I'm not playing. Like, if it was still Jeremy Cowlton, they'd be like, no, get me the F out of yeah. here as soon as possible. All right, Mario is standing by. Let's knock out some super chats real quick uh, before we do. Uh, Thomas with a $5 chat says, I'm at a loss with Reichel. I want him to live up to that number 27. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Jeffrey Sand with Ty Jones. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> Adam Boquist. Uh, Jeffrey Sand with two, equaling uh, $13.98. Uh, $14.98. Yeah. My bad. He says, hypothetically, if the Blackhawks were in a game that mattered, would you guys have any more confidence with the lineup? 2019 Alex Nylander or 2024 Lucas Reichel. I mean, at this point, it's a coin toss between that. And then this $5 super chat from Geoist. Uh, thank you, Geoist, for the super chat. We appreciate that. So Mario's going to join us next. Very interested 
to hear what was said uh, post-game. But first, Greg's going to tell you about how to get some kick-ass new floors. Yeah, we're talking about, you know, people who know what they're doing. Well, nobody knows flooring better than Empire Today, where you get shop-at-home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and that low price guarantee. Empire Today is the best place to get new flooring. So, of course, they got a lot of copycats out there. We know what that's like. You do something that's successful, all of a sudden everybody wants to look and sound just like you. But Empire can't be beaten on quality service, speed, so competitors advertise low-quality products that Empire, they won't, they don't even carry. Empire won't promise the low prices because anyone who does that is putting flooring in your home that they wouldn't put in yours. And that is shady, folks. Don't, don't fall for it. Empire has this great thing. It's called the Virtual Floor Designer, and it's the best way to see how the new floors are going to look in any space. It's very easy. You just take your phone, you take a picture of the room, you use their floor designer, and it's going to instantly show you the floors how the floors you pick will look in your room shopping for floors at the big box stores can be super frustrating like watching a nine round shootout between two of the worst teams you've ever seen in your life you might talk to someone today who was working in plumbing yesterday flooring is all empire does they live and breathe flooring could you imagine that i mean yeah that's that's the dream job right there so you can be confident you're getting honest upfront advice they also service their own warranties so if there's an issue you just call empire they service all the warranties themselves you won't have to track down a manufacturer's phone number and find out that they've been out of business for 10 years so schedule a free in-home estimate today all listeners can receive 350 dollars off when they use the promo code chgo that's some serious cheese my friends restrictions apply see empiretoday.com slash c h g Oh, for all the details. You know who's got nice floors, too? The Midtown Athletic Club. That's what I hear. They've got pickleball floors, tennis floors. I hear you lose teeth on their basketball floors. <laughs> oh, I saw that. That's what you get for playing sports and moving. <laughs> That's what you get for being athletic. <laughs> Go visit any of their four Chicagoland locations. Palatine in the northwest suburbs. Bannockburn in the north shore. Willowbrook in the southwest suburbs. And Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel in the middle of Bucktown, and Lincoln Park, that Palatine location, they've launched a multi-million dollar transformation of the club, which will be done early this year. And guess what? Right now, Midtown is offering no initiation fees this month at their Bannockburn, Palatine, and Willowbrook locations. That's a great deal. And look, if you're single, you got a family with kids, you're trying to change your life here in the new year, you're trying to get into some holistic wellness, which I know... The yoga's worked really well for Greg. He loves it, does it all the time. Uh, Midtown's the place to go. It is a high-end place. You're not just walking into some stinky-ass gym. You're going to have a luxurious experience. Uh, I mentioned the yoga. They've got boxing, spin classes, cycling classes, cross-training. So much to do there. Go check it out, midtown.com slash chgo to find out more and to set up a tour to the Midtown Athletic Club nearest you. Again, that's Midtown dot com slash chgo now we go out to the united center and welcome our friend very young the very bearded mario tirabasi and he's trending his tweets are getting picked up yeah <laughs> yeah okay yeah some, some, uh, uh, some powerful hockey blogs have retweeted your video tonight yeah appreciate them um credited me this time but yes. yeah, that was nice of them. <laughs> hey, well, they remembered that you scolded them last time. So lesson learned. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's what I do is scold. Speaking of learning things, what did we learn uh, after this game? Uh, well, we learned Sorry, that the, nice. we learned that, uh, you know, this, this, the game between the uh, worst two teams in the NHL didn't provide us the best uh, aesthetic game uh, that was uh, pleasing to the eye. It was as sloppy and discombobulated and weird in many different ways uh, as we all probably could have hoped for it to be. But, hey, uh, Blackhawks come out uh, with a win, and uh, you can't blame me for the loss for my <laughs> Peter Morazic tweet. Uh, apologize, apologies to him. But, uh, you know, he gets the win in a much-deserved effort um, stopping 37 shots on, or 37 
shots on 38 uh, shots against. You know, it's how many times has he played so well this season and just, you know, gotten blitzed or getting no goal support? I mean, he didn't get a goal support tonight. Uh, But, you know, Hawks were able to uh, force the overtime period, get to the shootout, and, um, you know, it's it's not – not how many, it's just, or it's not how, it's how many, and, and they had enough to win in the uh, in the shootout here tonight. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure at this point, as ugly as it was, we're happy to get that second point, um, and, and we're trying to keep that in perspective, And but there was a lot of stuff in this game that was concerning, and the worst team in hockey, I know the Hawks aren't healthy, but they're not exactly at full strength either. Uh, Anthony Duclair was healthy scratch in this one, um, so they're missing one of their better players. The Sharks were significantly better in this game, and it had to be a bit of a red flag. I don't know if if guys are willing to admit it right after a loss or or what Luke had to say, but uh, I did not come away from this one feeling very good about the win. I mean, yeah, the the game wasn't great. Um, You know, you don't want to be outshot the way that they were tonight, but I do credit the Sharks for you know, uh, second night of, of back-to-backs uh, after being, you know, beat in Buffalo. Uh, last night they came out and, and you know, put a, put in a tough game against the Blackhawks and outshot them significantly. And, and the Sharks had a significant uh, shots blocked um, ratio compared to the, to the Blackhawks. Like, they were getting in the way of the Blackhawks tonight a lot, um, you know, be it, be it bodies or sticks. Like, they, they were – they were selling out to try and, and, and get this win. And, and they're in a position exactly like the Blackhawks, bottom of the league, um, you know, having very few wins in their last dozen or so games. Like this was a game that both teams, I'm sure, uh, were looking at circling saying, hey, we can get a win tonight. And, uh, you know, Sharks came out and, and played, a, played a better game overall. Um, Blackhawks, you know, for as, as, as bad as they've been this year, as, as, much as their offense has been pretty non-existent, they get the fortune of a, you know, of a, of a bounce tonight uh, on on the the Gutman goal, um, and and they were able to uh, to to hang in and, and force the overtime period and uh, win in the shootout. So it's it's ugly. Um, wasn't the best effort. Uh, a few guys tonight were uh, significantly carrying this team. I think Philip Kershev have had a, a tr- tremendous individual effort. Uh, Seth Jones played, you know, played a, a big role in tonight's game. Ken Razik, obviously, well deserved first star uh, of the night. So, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't great, but hey, it's a win. Like you, you, you didn't lose to the worst team in the league. Um, you put it behind you in, in in the win column, which is a good thing to do. Sure. Uh, and then you you get on the you get on the plane, or bus or train or snowplow, uh, and you head to Buffalo. Do it. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to, I think I was going to ask the same question. Uh, the injury bug is back. Uh, Connor Murphy uh, missed today's game with a quote, minor lower body injury. It was sounded this morning. Hopeful he'll be back. And then this Nikita Zaitsev uh, left today's game. Didn't play the third period. Were there any updates from Luke on either of those guys? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel like in the last two days, Greg, I've said to you twice, Huh, I wonder why Isaac Phillips is still around. Well, now, now we know. I, th- I think it's going to come in handy. Uh, Zaitsev was still being evaluated, um, and Connor Murphy still didn't have a definitive answer on, on what's bothering him exactly or how long it's, it's going to bother him. Um, Richardson ended his, uh, his presser saying that their status is probably maybe. So take for that what you will. Um, to me, it doesn't sound like Either of them are going to be available tomorrow night. Um, so I would expect uh, Isaac Phillips to likely draw into the lineup. I don't know if, if Murphy's either even going to travel. Zaitsev might travel. I just don't know. We just have no idea what, it, what, what uh, his, his status is. So I think the safe bet is that Isaac Phillips will play uh, tomorrow night. And right now, I would, by, by the sound of it from Richardson, um, I think both Zaitsev and Murphy are probably not going to be available. Not good. I mean, I know a lot of people, us included, at the beginning of the year, gave Nikita Zaitsev a, a hard time, but he's played well. Yeah. Like he's been 
at worst serviceable, and that's yeah, that's a low bar, but it's a good bar to have on this team. Um, so if both of those guys are out tomorrow, that's two veterans missing. So more Jared Tenorti to uh, skate way out of position in the neutral zone to make a big hit, and uh, Isaac Phillips who hasn't played in a while. Um, yeah, but I mean it's 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 good for Phillips to get in. I mean, you don't want it to happen by injury for two of your more reliable defensemen this year, but, um, you know, silver lining, Phillips gets gets some playing time. Um, so we'll see. Hopefully it's not long-term for, for either Murphy or Zaitsev because, again, they have been two of your more reliable defensemen this season. Yeah, Zaitsev, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Phillips has not played since January 7th. And He's that was, that was the 7D game where he only played like four minutes. Yeah. Too. So that was barely playing. Yeah. So yeah, Oof. it'd be a little rusty, I'm sure, but uh, he's young. I I mean, I want him to play. It, it, he's here. Play him. Otherwise, send him to Rockford where he could play. I mean, there's still some potential there, uh, and him not playing at all doesn't uh, doesn't help. Yeah, he, I mean, I, I I am surprised they've kept him around, and I know uh, Region Rev, who's with us every show, says Phillips deserves better, and like I kind of agree and it's not like Jared Snorri has been playing great like today before that fight I think it kind of got lost in his shuffle as he goes for a hit well the reason he had that fight is because he delivered that hit. yeah and like but it gave him a two-on-one two on one while that he hit just the post. bailed on the puck to deliver a hit and yeah, yeah it was the, a like, very Nikita Zadorovich yeah like what are you like what are you doing man and like yeah the, the he did the it a second time after that I don't know. I, I don't know. I, and look, like we say it all the time, obviously Luke Richardson and Kevin Dean see things that we can't, obviously, because if they – there must be something about Isaac Phillips that concerns them that he's not playing. But holy cow, like Tenorti has been – and I would say overall he's been, he was better tonight than usual, and I am still can pinpoint one or two moments where you're like, dude, what are you doing? Like that's yeah. the guy you want to be safe. That's the guy you want to not be costing you scoring. Chance. Like the one thing you want from Jared Tenorti is stay home and clear the crease. I don't want it. Don't worry about moving the puck. Don't worry about trying to score. Just when you're on the ice, don't give up a goal. And it feels like when he's on the ice, goals are happening a lot. Well, this was this was uh, Jared Tenorti playing tonight because Connor Murphy wasn't available. So I mean, right? If if, if Murphy was healthy when Seth Jones came back Tenori was out of the lineup and that's I am sure a tough decision for him to swallow as a prideful veteran and tough for Luke Richardson to, to make that decision because we know it, it's no secret he likes Jared Tenorti as a, as a person and as a player um, and as as a, a veteran presence and a, someone who brings something to the table that not a lot of uh, the Blackhawks defensemen bring so this is Tenorti getting into this into this game you know, because of, of Murphy being injured, he's probably, I'm sure his mindset is, hey, I need to make some sort of impact, make some sort of play uh, with this opportunity. So stepping up to try and make that hit, um, that's that's his game. So he, I think he's tapping into, this is what I do. I play physical. Um, yeah, you'd, you'd like him to, to be more heady on that play, just keep the puck in front of you. You know, don't don't take an unnecessary risk uh, in in that kind of game where the Sharks were outplaying you. Um, but I understand what you know a little bit at least of of probably what his snap decision uh, went into that went into that decision in that moment. So yeah, I mean, look, it's it's we all agree Isaac Phillips should be playing over Jared Tenorti based off of you know his his importance to his development. Um, and, and basically just, you know, I, I think even if you flip a coin, you'd rather it land on Phillips' side than, than Tenori's side. But, um, you know, I, it's, it's all part of the development plan that this organization is taking with a lot of their young guys. Um, and with, with the health of, of, you know, Seth Jones being out for, you know, two, three weeks. Uh, Phillips was up here. He was, he was hanging around. You know, he was around with, you know, uh, Philip Bruce up here and, and uh, Louis Crevier up here. And both of those guys went back to Rockford before Phillips did. So there's obviously some value in him sticking around, being around the NHL team, 
practicing with the NHL roster, being with the NHL coaches, like there's still value to, to that. Um, and I think, you know, I, I give the coaching staff and the front office the benefit of the doubt in, in the plan of having Phillips here um, when they could have easily sent him back to, to Rockford to, to resume his, you know, top, uh, top pair spot there with the ice hogs. But, you know, now it seems like, you know, you, you don't hope for injuries, but they're kind of in a good spot that he's still here, that it makes it easy that he just gets to go on the trip and is likely in the lineup. So yeah, I'm of two minds on this with Phillips. It's like, is he here because they want him close to the team and learning at the NHL level? Or are they just saying like, you know what? We've sort of already determined that Isaac Phillips is not a huge part of our future. He's been leapfrogged by guys redeeming more important like Del Mastro and Allen. And I think in their mind, Wyatt Kaiser is ahead of him on the depth chart. I, th- I think it's that. that might be it. And they're I just like, we don't really care about Isaac Phillips development. So we're just going to keep him here. If and th- when we need him, he'll play. And so be it. If they thought he was still one of their top prospects and there wasn't a spot for him here, he'd be playing 22, 23 minutes a night in Rockford. Yeah. Uh, it, it almost like Del feels Mastro, like they're like not Allen, They put Kaiser yeah. back there like Lassick last year. They'd be giving him that treatment. And, you know, Crevier would be up here. But Crevier is playing big minutes in Rockford. So and maybe he is. Maybe Crevier has passed. And I like Isaac Phillips a lot. And I still think he's got the potential to be a third-pairing NHL defenseman. But, first of all, you have Luke Richardson and Kevin Dean, who have over 2,000 games of NHL experience at that position. Yeah. So I would like, I would take their credibility of watching defensemen over 100%. my own eyes. And don't forget, you got Brian Campbell in the front office. Like, you've got guys who have seen. But are they going to. Maybe it just comes down to like they like him, they think he's a nice player, but they've got so much coming that they're like, it's just not worth it for us. And at the end of the year, we'll work on a change of scenery type thing. Put him in a situation where he can be that guy. Because even if he does stay at the NHL level this year, chances are next year if Del Mastro and or Allen are ready, he's the odd man out. If Kaiser's back up here full time, he's the odd man out. You know, Sam Renzel keeps developing. You draft another defenseman in the first round this year, possibly. You you can have nice players, but you've got better coming. And it just might be unfortunate that he loses out and he's going to have to try it someplace else. What's crazy, though, is he is younger than Alex Vlasic. By a couple months, he's younger than Alex Vlasic. He is still so young. Right. And it just yeah. feels like he's been in the organization forever. And I, I well, don't know. He joined I, a year early. Yeah, but I'm just... He is a restricted free agent, so they have his rights. But it just I'm just going by the way this organization has handled prospects they value under Davidson, under Richardson. If these guys aren't in the lineup and they believe they're part of the future, they're in Rockford. We saw it all year yeah. with Reichel last year. We saw it when Kaiser had a really good training camp, a really good preseason. And won an opening day job. And then as soon as he started struggling, like, all right, go hit the reset button in Rockford. It wasn't as soon as he started struggling, but eventually. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you got to give him a – you can't do it immediately. Right. But, you know, when you saw consecutive games of why Kaiser really fighting it, they said, okay, all right, let's pump the brakes, get him back in Rockford. And he hasn't been back. The guys they brought back, Roos, Crevier, et cetera, they go out and get Jacob Megna. Yes. Like there's a reason for that because they want Kaiser, Del Mastro, and Allen to be the guys as soon as next year. Yes. And you're, it's easier for them to become the guys playing big minutes, all situations in Rockford, than playing 11 to 13 minutes, no PK, no power play here in Chicago. Uh, Adam uh, Cloutier says Kaiser has oh, got to be back up. This team needs offense, and he provides more than Tinner, Megna, or Zaitsev. I, I mean, I just keep him down there and let him play. Zaitsev shoots the puck. If you want offense, bring Philip Roos. Zaitsev brings the puck or shoots the puck. Hey, Jason Megna had a booming slap shot tonight. I know they're not the puck moving guys, but listen, I, I think Kaiser is going to stay in Rockford as long as possible because they want him to develop there and not here. Yeah. 
All right, Mario, before they're also there's also a delicate balance between ice time at Rockford and and, and being in Chicago because you have Roos, Crevier, Kaiser, Del Mastro, and Allen all all taking up minutes in Rockford. So there's it's 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 one thing to say, yeah, go down to Rockford, play big minutes, but only two defensemen are out there at a time. So I, I think there's a there's a balance between having all the guys that you care about getting minutes in Rockford, being in Rockford, and maybe giving a guy an opportunity to be in the NHL, uh, to be around the NHL coaching, to get NHL video work, to, you know, be around NHL players and, and, and have that, that opportunity as well. Like you said, I, Phillips is, is younger than Alex Vlasic. He's 22. He's still very young, uh, in his development path as a defenseman. Um, and I just, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not at the point where I'm just like, yep, they're, going to give him the Ian Mitchell treatment and heave ho, send him on waivers, trade him for something. I don't, I, I, I don't think that that's necessarily the, the, the path they're going to go. Um, and I think, you know, bringing in Magna and, and playing him and Zaitsev and Tenorti uh, for the, for the most part this season is, is to keep all of those guys in Rockford this year as, as much as possible. But when injuries come up, you know, you have to have guys be available. So, you know, I, I think there's a there's a balance here uh, that that you know Davidson and, and Luke Richardson and, and the whole staff is trying to uh, trying to make the most of. Plus, I think it's there's they want the Ice Hogs to be in the playoffs this year, a deep playoff run, and there's some value to that as well. And bringing yeah. up all your young kids the second they show some potential takes away from the Ice Hogs. And you would love to see those young D-men play, you know, two, three playoff rounds this year. Goes a long way in their development. So that, that's part of it, too. Yeah, and this season in Chicago isn't – it's not for anything. It's, it's to be in the lottery. So, you know, like I, I understand the mindset of being like, this team needs more talent. This team needs to get better. This team needs this guy, this guy, and this guy. Those are all no, they don't. statements, but not right now. <laughs> but no, 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 they don't. They, they don't need any of that. You're 31st in the league. You're not going anywhere. You're clearly, from your GM's uh, contract extensions recently, you're clearly playing the longer game. 20, 25, 26, 27, those are the years that are going to matter for this team when it needs to be all the guys that are important to this team now need to be here now. So we, it's, we are getting all the signals that there is nothing but patience and time and all that is is, is ahead of us. So the the instant gratification the you know get nolan allen and easton del master up here now for what there's no point this season doesn't matter next season more like more than likely also doesn't matter as far as standings go so i think the 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 clear development plan is as as much time as these guys are going to get together in rockford and have an opportunity to play together develop together um, play important games into March and April together and hopefully beyond, uh, that will do a lot for them when it does become time for, you know, two or three or, or four guys at a time to graduate from playing in Rockford to playing in Chicago and being a part of, you know, the, the, the next wave and next phases of the rebuild. All right, Mario. Uh, good stuff as always, man. Anything uh, we need to know that we have not gotten to yet uh, from post game? I sent the uh, the audio from the locker room, and this is one of the few times we get to hear from Peter Morazic. Um, but he was available after the game. Uh, definitely fun to uh, to hear from him after his performance tonight. Had some nice little tidbits and uh, some some chuckles about his uh, his future at the organization. So yeah, if you guys get around to uh, playing that, I would definitely uh, bump for that. And uh, who won the helmet tonight? Did I did I win? Nope, nope, wasn't you darn it was me <laughs> i won the helmet i'm not putting it on this early oh, i'm sorry no you gotta put it on i'm right not now. wearing it for the i no no i, I, I hallucinate from pick, the helmet i can't read pick lesser players <laughs> next time I thought i did no i took big j dick he had the yeah. biggest he had the biggest line the biggest what the biggest line oh okay. and the biggest contract extension today yes there you go so far good for him there's still uh 35 minutes in a day to go my friend <laughs> Yeah. Peter Mrazek, $100 billion. <laughs> All right. 
Well, we yeah. will pay Peter Marizic on the other side of this uh, of this break. But thanks, Mario. We appreciate it, man. Uh, drive safely. Stay warm. That walk from the UC to the car was awful. So yeah. enjoy. Yeah, I, I think I might just stay here tonight. I might just, you know, I might cuddle uh, cuddle up under uh, Frank Pelico's organ and see if anybody. Uh, Careful. Uh, yeah, it, well, you know. Phrasing. All right. Hey, man, no judgment. Anyways, bye. All right, see you, Mario. Uh, before we break, a couple comments I want to get to. Earlier in the chat, uh, a little bit up there, there's a note from Sven. Where he says, not that one, a little up higher. Steven, keep going, keep going, keep going, go, 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 go. There it is. When will the Blackhawks be a 500 team again? I just want a mediocre to good freaking team again. Just be patient. You don't want a mediocre team. A mediocre team is more entertaining on a night-to-night basis, but it's not going to win you anything. No, a mediocre team is the Minnesota Wild and the Nashville Predators. You don't want that. No. And, yeah, oh, yay, hey. Tonight they beat the Avalanche. Tonight they beat the Vegas Golden Knights, and they made the playoffs. Oh, and they're out in five games or six games, and we're right back at it the next year, and there's no Stanley Cups. The plan here and the vision here is to get back to a level where this team is competing for Stanley Cups every year. And Sven later asks, like, are there any other teams that have four- or five-year rebuilds that have had success? Look at how awful the Colorado Avalanche were. Yeah. Before they got their Stanley Cup shots. They were horrible. Jared Bednard's first year was awful. Yeah. Historically bad. Worse than last year's Blackhawks. Yeah. Look at the, uh, I mean, even like. They were able to get, you know, they had McKinnon already at that point. But because they were so bad, they were able to get McCarr. Uh, They were able to get, you know, uh, I forget who else some of their top picks are. Uh, It's late at night and I just watched really bad hockey. But they were able to then. Build their well, team. Miko Rantanen. McKinnon. McCarr. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, um, all those other really Jesus good guys Christ. that Who's play the for defenseman? the team. Bowen Byram. Yeah. Bowen like, Bo- they've got all these good players that are part of the organization, and uh, th- that's because of high draft picks year after year after year, and you have to hit on them, of course. Right. But we know the Hawks have hit on Bedard. It looks very clear they've hit on Alex Vlasic. Frank Nazar looks to be a pretty sure Fire NHL good player Kevin Korchinski. The we he's had his moments of frustration this and year. His learning, his growing pains, but there's more coming. You have there's guys yeah. who are going to be big time factors when the Hawks are really good again, who haven't even been drafted yet. Right. So it's it's going to take some time. It sucks, but these were the pain painful years uh, we knew were coming. Um, one comment I want to get to. I forgot who said it. Might have been Wendy C to hockey. We were talking about number 27, who said there have only been two number good number 27s, um, just uh, Ronick and Oduya. You are forgetting, my friend. You're probably a little young. Former captain, Daryl Sutter, yeah. also number 27, was pretty darn good. Not the longest career, only eight seasons, but he had a 40-goal season, a 30-goal season, and he was a captain, so we will not besmirch. Legacy of Daryl Sutter. No besmirching allowed. And he always is famous for saying, "Where did Huberto go?" Hey, you think he took a shit? <laughs> Love that guy. Yeah, I mean, I kind of it kind of would be fun to have to have uh, covered a Daryl Sutter coach team. I don't know for one year, maybe because I'm maybe a like week. it was he he's not as bad as some of the other coaches. He's crotchety, but he he can also have some fun with it. Yeah, he's funny, but uh, yeah. So I just wanted to, to, to give our guy Daryl a uh, a shout out. And someone asked what uh, a Morazic extension might look like financially. Probably the same uh, as what Bijan. Don't worry about it. Well, that if it's yeah. a two year deal, it's not going to matter. They can it, give him eleven million dollars if they want. And it will <laughs> probably it will probably be close to what he's making right now. Yeah, it will be close to the Felino Dickinson thing. But for the next two years, salary cap is just it's not an issue. Especially well, with that's why you're signing these guys for two years. Right. Because after that, then you have to make some harder decisions. Yeah. Um, and they get, the Hawks can save some money by switching to electric vehicles. And you know what, Greg? It's getting easier for businesses like the Blackhawks to switch to electric vehicles. That's something we can all get behind for the health of the planet and for the well-being of all of us who share it. There are very few things that get me excited mm-hmm. 
like the electric grid. Oh my God, you would not shut up about it. I know. And why I'm so excited about the electric grid is because it's evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs. Finally. As we all move with confidence towards an electric tomorrow. That's that's what the Blackhawks' new slogan should be. Electric tomorrow. Electric tomorrow. Electric tomorrow. It's going to be electric tomorrow in Mm. five years. Whether (laughs) you have one delivery van or... Like our guy Steven, a whole fleet of shipping trucks. He does. ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make the most sense. What should Steven and other business owners like him do? Well, Steven should uh, go to ComEd.com slash clean when he's done looking up workout tips and how to cook steaks and three dozen eggs a day to learn about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric if you own a business, Stephen, don't wait. Start making your plan today to switch to all electric vehicles. Good for business, good for the planet, good for all of us. It's go to comed.com slash clean. Wait, wait, wait. I'm looking it up right now. Did you say comed.com slash clean? You bet your dumbbells I said that. Go now and see how electric connects <laughs> us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. And yesterday... I told you guys and I told Nick Felino about Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Yeah, that's a great read. And that big ass swimming pool. Yes. Today, I'm going to tell you about Circa Sportsbook on your phone. That sounds like a much better idea. It's, well, they're both great, <laughs> but one's a little more meaningful to our audience today. Uh, they've got those tight money line splits and that low hold model. Mm, Their game strives to be a minus 110 <laughs> split. On the Circus Sports menu, unlike other sports books, which may use those dastardly minus 115 or minus 120 Ooh. splits, who would do such a thing? Circus Sports keeps as little money as possible on large market bets. Those are futures, like who's going to win the big game, uh, golf tournaments, those sort of things, especially compared to other books. They've got high app limits, and they're very transparent. They're not going to limit you based on your winnings. Every player has the same limits, unlike other books. Who do limit winning players? I wouldn't know. We encourage bettors to download and explore all sports betting apps available. And the people at Circa are confident you will find them to be the best fit for you more often than not. Compare the lines from each sports book and you'll see for yourself. And their customer service is second to none. They have uh, real people behind their brand and they resolve your issue quickly. And all aspects of the app are being run by human people, not bots. F the bots. F the bots forever. Download the Circus Sports Illinois app at circasports.com slash Illinois app to sign up today. Also, be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. And if you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Text GAMB, G-A-M-B, to 833-234 or visit areyoureallywinning.com. All right, we've told you. I am shocked your and stunned. Was. Before we get to that, shocked and stunned. What? That the Toronto Maple Leafs had a 2-0 lead on the Edmonton Oilers tonight and lost. 11 in a row for the Oilers. Kind of hot. Hey, uh, if you like us when we talk about anything besides the Blackhawks, like all NHL stuff, make sure you tune in Tuesday Thursday. at uh, Thursday Tuesday. at 2.30. Uh, we're going to do an around-the-league show. There'll be no Hawks practice that day. And our buddy, Pete Blackburn, of the terrific What Chaos show, will be with us in the studio. To help us chat all about NHL stuff uh, and things. We and can make not, fun of the Leafs together. Yeah. Oh, that'll be fun. And not to, uh, you know, we don't want to, you know, pimp ourselves out too much for the company. But uh, What Chaos, if you've not listened to the What Chaos podcast, if you're looking for, like, a fun, non-problematic, uh, non-serious, non-serious show. <laughs> hockey show, What Chaos is awesome. It is seriously a podcast I look forward to every day. Pete and DJ are hilarious, and what I love what they're doing is they're interviewing NHL players and they're letting their personalities show. They had Sean Dersey from the Arizona Coyotes on today's show, and it was great. It was funny. They they get these guys to loosen up. It's really worth your time if you're a hockey fan to check out what chaos, and there is a lot of grab ass, that's for sure. Sometimes uh, Pete can be a little bit racist. Sometimes you need a little grab ass. And Pete hates women. 
We know that. We'll talk to him about but that. But he loves America. If you if he you does. laugh during the the, the national <laughs> anthem, he does not want you on his yes, team. Yes, unlike William Nylander. Yeah, don't disrespect the troops in front of Pete Blackburn. We will have to uh, have a discussion about the uh, all-star jerseys with him, though, because they've come around. I have not. I like them. I'm oh, sorry, I do. On. I like Did him. you see the font on the back? I, I kind of like the that, The player too. name? It's stupid and, and nonsensical. I Go for it. Looks like a Happy Meal. All right, let's hear from Peter Morezik before we wrap meal. up the show and get your votes in. I might on the way home. That sounds good to me. Um, chicken nuggets and cheeseburgers. I'm going to stop for something else. You know what I did this week? Free plug for Insomnia Cookies. My wife told me Insomnia Cookies has a thing called Cookie Magic. It's 10 bucks a I month. I believe in Cookie Magic. 10 bucks a month. You get free delivery, and you get a free cookie every day. What? Oh, every day? For $9.99 a month. And where, Insomnia where is cookies. this magical? Is that an introductory rate, or is that, like, forever? As long as you keep your monthly thing going, you get a free cookie a day. All you got to do is walk in, show them that you're a member of Cookie Magic, and you get a free cookie every day. So I'm going to try it on the way home. I'm going to bring my wife and a I'm cookie. I'm assuming they're open late since they're calling. Yeah, they're open at like 1 a.m. Son of a bitch. Yeah, buddy. Yep. I'm doing it on the way home. I'll, I'll let you know how it goes. I'm trying to lose a few pounds, and that ain't going to yeah, help. It's not going to help. I'm sorry. Do All right, let's hear from Peter Mrazek. cookies? And then we'll, what? They have diet cookies? Di- all cookies are diet cookies, of course. They have a half a cookie? Is that considered a it's diet milk, cookie? milk, eggs, wheat. Breakfast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I made up that bit. No one else did. No problematic nope. comedians from no, the past ever made no, that joke. Nobody in prison can sue us for copyright nope. laws. All right, let's hear from Peter Mrazek. Then we'll reveal the four-star of the game, and then we're going to go the hell home. I don't Here's Peter Mrazek. And maybe nearby. When it's going on and all like that? Yeah, it's fun. I like shootouts. I like shootouts. I didn't even know it was nine. I stopped counting after, <laughs> after six or seven. Because, uh, you know, I was hoping someone was going to score. Do you have it? Sorry, Dan. Do you have any sense of the tendencies that far down? Like, I know maybe the first few guys you know. Uh, I would say the first three or four. I, I like to watch and, and see what the, you know their moves are. But then it's just, you know, you have no idea who's going to go. So, uh, you know, just... To be patient. When uh, Kachuk scored, was it uh, happiness or relief? Both. Uh, <laughs> and I knew I still had to stop as a Dina, right? So, uh, uh, guy in, from Czech also. So I was uh, really excited for that. I was hoping he, you know, he's going to go the last one, and I was stopping. You poke Czech turtle too, I think. I did. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, you know, I I watch his few things. He does a lot of moves, and uh, he beat me a little bit there. Uh, I thought he's gonna he's gonna shoot, and then he try to go around me. So, you know, that was the last option for me. The four straight games you've allowed two or fewer goals. I guess what's working for you right now? Well, I've been feeling good, you know, playing a lot of games, and uh, like I said all before, being healthy and uh, and uh, you know focusing on, on just hockey. It's it's fun, and uh, you know playing playing every game uh, puts you in a game. You've seen a couple guys sign two-year extensions here. Would you like to be uh, part of that, please? <laughs> we'll see what uh, you know how that's gonna how that's gonna be what's gonna happen. So uh, uh, you know, I'm happy for for both of them. Uh, they uh, they deserve it and. Uh, you know, they're the, they have the boys in the locker room. Have, has your agent had any talks with the team? Or? <laughs> Good one, right? <laughs> <laughs> you have to ask him. Yeah. I haven't talked to him for a few days. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. There's current and future Blackhawks goalie Peter Mrazek. Close game. Yes, I believe Mrazek is check for bridge. <laughs> Bridge to Camesso. Bridge to Camesso. God, I hope that happens. We got in fun of that works. Yeah. Um, it's gonna, I think it's going to happen. Yeah, somebody asked me, by the way, like on Twitter, is like, oh, is Camesso still the guy? Because he's sort of falling off in Rockford. Again, first year pro. first pro season. Goalies take time. Yeah. Like, he's, okay. uh, he's up and down, but that's what young goalies do. Yep. Mitchell Weeks, by the way. Shout out to Mitchell Weeks. Shout out uh, his last start. Nice. He is a three zero and zero since being recalled. And, is this uh, something we could read about in tomorrow's rebuild report? You damn right. At allchto.com? So, yeah, uh, right around nine a.m. Check it out. Beautiful. Oh, our, our our guy Philip says Mrazik, uh means wind in Czech. All right. So he farts a lot. 
you know? <laughs> Maybe. He's going to yeah. blow the breeze to into the Comezzo era. That reminds me. Uh-oh. <laughs> your, your, your lovely partner, Stacy, killed me on... On Facebook, she was on the I'm Fat Podcast fans page. Oh, the, the, so the onions? But she said, onions, was that what it was? Yeah. It says she, it gives me the winds. I've never heard it. No, Anyone under she 90. She said that because someone else posted. Oh. Uh, and she showed that to me, and we. she lost it. She was crying. I love that term. So she incorporate somebody else posted okay it. okay you have to go back it was something about like i like the chili but i try to get with no onions because onions give me the winds <laughs> <laughs> the winds is such a great it term. is we that's uh, we gotta bring that back all right ryan is telling us to go to bed you're probably right ryan i have to get the cookie first but who is the winner it's cold of the outside of i don't want to go outside who do you guys think won this one? i think courage have won it was close i really don't know it's not set alex classic had 40 percent of the vote all right but Philip Kurishad had 47. Wow. It was a close, a close one. Good for Phil. Kurishad was Seth Jones really also good. Played. He was really good in this game. Like, he was all over the place. He is playing with all the confidence that Lucas Reichel is not. Yeah. Like, he, he looks fantastic. So, uh, as worried as we are about uh, Reichel, I feel very secure in Philip Kurishad's future with his team. So, I'm excited. All right, let's go home. We're back tomorrow. Pre-game at 6. Hawks and Sabres drop the puck at 6.30. And, of course, as we always do, we'll have a post-game show with all three of us here. Steven will be here. It's going to be a fun party as the Hawks take on the Sabres on Wednesday night. So be with us then. Uh, 6 o'clock pre-game again, as I mentioned. Uh, and final reminder, we're powered by our friends at ComEd. It's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at ComEd.com. Slash clean. Thanks, everybody, in the chat. On your way out, please smash that yes, like button for us. And the math ain't adding up. Yeah, we would appreciate that. Oh, I, I did miss a super chat. I just remembered. Oh, uh, Windy City Hockey, $2 super chat says, feels like Phillips is getting the Ian Mitchell treatment. Yeah. Perhaps. The only difference is he was never, like, ever promoted to be a top prospect. Right. Right. But, well, yes, you're right, though. You, I, I, I understand what you're saying. Flip him for Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Okay. Sure. Sounds good. Twist that arm. All right. We'll talk to everybody tomorrow at 6 on the pregame on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. We all city like the mayor. 